0: Hello, and welcome to the Frontier Strategy Group podcast series. FSG is the leading information services provider for emerging markets executives. We partner with business leaders at over 200 multinationals by providing them with research, analytical tools, and data to help power their emerging markets business strategies. My name is Ryan Breyer, and I'm the head of the Latin America research team here at Frontier Strategy Group. I'm joined today by our senior analyst for Spanish-speaking South America, Mario Gutierrez, who's here to talk to us about post-election scenarios for Argentina's economy and business environment. Before we begin, I'd like to take a moment to remind you that our research on Latin America's markets, along with all FSG content, is available online in our portal, which you can access at www.frontierstrategygroup.com. Contact your FSG account manager if you have any questions or have forgotten your login credentials. Mario, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Ryan, for this opportunity. I know that many of our clients are anxious to better understand how Argentina's upcoming presidential and legislative elections are likely to impact the country's economy and operating environment. So I'm, I'm really excited to get your take on the potential scenarios that could, could manifest in Argentina over the next couple of years. However, before we begin, uh, would it be possible for you to just provide our listeners with a, a quick orientation to the current economic landscape in Argentina and, and the pain points that that presents to uh, multinationals?
1: Yes. To, to answer your question, I believe it is very important to to begin our conversation by explaining why Argentina is expected to experience an economic contraction of uh, minus 0.6% this year. In our most recent report uh, about Argentina, we state that this economic contraction is basically the result of three sequenced macroeconomic imbalances, one being extreme fiscal and monetary policy, uh, two, high inflation, and three, overvalued Argentine peso. Now, in terms of the extreme fiscal and monetary policy, we have to bear in mind that this is a problem that uh, we saw coming a while ago, and it goes back to 2008 and 2009 where you had an Argentina whose economic growth was being compromised by, by the impact of uh, the global financial crisis. And in an effort to, to boost growth, President Cristina Fernandez decided to increase consumption subsidies in key sectors of, of the economy, particularly in, in energy and, and transportation. Now, it is true that these policies helped to, to boost consumer spending and kept the economy afloat. But the bad side of this story is that subsidies continued to increase over the last uh, six years, and this artificially excessive spending led to a hard-to-control double-digit inflation, which is uh, the second of our three uh, sequenced macroeconomic imbalances. Now if you think about uh, inflation in Argentina, it basically began to rapidly rise in 2008. To the extent that in the last four years, inflation has been consistently higher than 20%, uh, making it very difficult for for business to control costs and creating a disincentive for investment given the potential social and economic instability related to an inflationary environment. Now, this hard-to-control inflationary environment is what forced the government to fix the Argentine peso um, in an effort to stabilize uh, the exchange rate. Now, what this policy has produced is limited nominal depreciation of of the peso, which coupled with high levels of inflation has caused uh, a real appreciation of of the currency, which, of course, has hurt the competitiveness of producers and exporters and contributed to the progressive deterioration of, of the overall economy. But the key reason for Argentina's expected economic contraction are not only the three sequenced uh, macroeconomic imbalances, but the government response to these uh, imbalances. Uh, as we all know, the way the government responded was the implementation of, of a number of, of restrictions and controls that ranges from um, the application of excessive taxes on imports and, and exports, basically to protect uncompetitive sectors and uh, quote, unquote, satisfied domestic demand to the application of of capital controls, which were basically implemented in 2013 to prevent further depletion of foreign uh, exchange reserves as a result of the allocation of of dollar-denominated savings and investments from Argentina To other less uh, risky uh, markets. And actually, I I should not forget a third type of of response, which is the application of price controls, which uh, has capped prices of more than 300 basic consumer goods, limiting the profitability of companies in the consumer goods uh, segment, and in some cases, causing them to operate at a loss. Now, all these factors together uh, had a significant negative impact on the operating environment uh, for local and international companies, and therefore on industrial production, investment, and the
0: overall economy. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a classic case study on the the perils of economic populism in many respects. So. I know that many of the companies that we work with uh, are expecting that elections in October could change this picture somewhat, uh, provide an opportunity to see a a shift in the course of policy um, that can eliminate some of these these controls that you mentioned before. Uh, Do you agree with that assessment? Yes. uh, Actually, uh, we strongly believe that
1: October's election will, will present an opportunity for change that could significantly improve the operating environment, particularly of multinationals and also improve the the overall growth trajectory of Argentina. Now, the reason why we say so is is because right now in Argentina there are three presidential candidates uh, that have clear possibility to to become the next president. One of them is Sergio Massa from the Frente Renovador party, who is, um, by the way, uh, a former member of President Fernandez's cabinet. He basically broke away from, from the party in 2013 And now, as presidential candidate, uh, has promised central bank independence, and he's advocating to reduce uh, the state's role in in the economy, including the elimination of of laws that have allowed the government to set profit margins for private companies that operate in Argentina. Then uh, the other candidate is Mauricio Macri uh, from the uh, Propuesta Republicana Party. He is the current mayor of the city of Buenos Aires and is uh, well known uh, for being the hardcore center-right presidential candidate, and he's also considered the most business-friendly of the three major candidates. And, and finally, we have um, the third candidate, Daniel Scioli, from the Frente para la Victoria Party, who is also the current governor of the Buenos Aires province. Now, although he belongs to the same party that uh, as Cristina Fernandez, Scioli has openly criticized President Fernandez's policies at, at times, and that created some type type of friction between between the two of them. However, he's also seen by many as as supportive enough of Fernandez to gain the votes of the kirchneristas in the election, but he's also different enough to be a credible messenger of change. So as, as you can see, regardless of who wins the presidential election in October, uh, it is clear that the
0: three main candidates indeed want to change the course of the Argentine economy. That sounds, sounds like a very interesting assessment, but I'm sure there's a question that's on very much everyone's mind, which is you know, who is going to be the winner. Uh, I don't mean to put you in the hot seat here, but you know, what's your prediction?
1: Yeah, that, that's the billion-dollar question for, for Argentina. We believe that that the candidate with the highest probability to win is Daniel Scioli. Uh, Right now, election polls give him 39% of of the votes, of the potential votes, uh, in comparison to Mauricio Macri that has almost 27%, and Sergio Massa with about uh, 20%. Now, if these numbers continue as they are, uh, we would expect to have a runoff election between Macri and Scioli, where given the strong perception Of the average low and middle income Argentines about the Frente para la Victoria Party, which is basically a strong government that for the last 10 years has been focused on satisfying the needs of the poor, we should expect a clear victory of of Scioli in, in October. Now, one one important point we need to consider is the results of of the October's legislative elections as well, which will be critical for for the approval of of new uh, government policies. As we believe that many of the potentially proposed policies will need at least two thirds of the support of, of Congress. Now, if if we assume that that uh, Kishneristas will have, uh, or I should say, hardcore Kishneristas. Would have more than 50% of the seats in Congress, that would mean some problems to pass some of the progressive. Uh,
0: policies that Argentina needs right now. Mm. So you could almost imagine a scenario where you, know, you have a, a very favorable outcome uh, at the presidential level, even, you know, it seems unlikely based on your analysis, but say Mauricio Macri actually wins the presidency, but that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, reform is a done deal because the, the legislative uh, body could, could could block that very much. Exactly. Congress
1: will play a key role.
0: Yeah, makes makes sense. So given these political forecasts that you've just laid out, how should multinationals be thinking about the outlook for Argentina's economic and business environment?
1: Well, aside from the outcome of, of the elections, there are many other factors that will shape the trajectory of economic policymaking in Argentina moving forward. And therefore, it is important that multinationals be thinking about the market in terms of potential scenarios.
0: Okay, so, so what are your scenarios for Argentina?
1: In our report, we are actually proposing three potential scenarios uh, for the next two years in Argentina. One would be our upside scenario, or how we call it uh, in our report, the shock therapy scenario, where basically the president aggressively implements a a package of of adjustment policies in 2016 uh, during its first year in government. And uh, this package includes, uh, for instance, a sudden devaluation of the peso and uh, a, rapid el- a rapid elimination of consumption subsidies, as well as trade and capital controls. Now, since this policy is, is a shock, as, as the name suggests, our analysis shows that uh, in the short term, and what I mean by the short term is basically 2016, the implementation of this policy will indeed cause a momentary contraction of the overall economy potentially in the minus 0.9% to minus 1% uh, level uh, in, in 2016. But it will also lead to a faster economic recovery in, in 2017, mainly because of the positive response of the investment and trade sectors uh, to the policies implemented in, in, in 2016. Now, what we expect in 2017 is, is basically a, a potential growth of 3.2% for the overall economy. Now, the second scenario that we propose is our base case scenario, which basically considers that the government will uh, implement corrective macroeconomic policies uh, during a uh, two to three year period. Uh, we believe that under this scenario, the first uh, year of policies will be focused on exchange rate uh, adjustments, uh, basically through the application of a uh, controlled devaluation of the Argentine Peso, as well as... Uh, partial but progressive elimination of trade and capital controls. Now, the pace of, of, of policy implementation this, under this scenario will be gradual, mainly uh, because it will try to, to prevent uh, any sudden or, or significant impact on the, on the pockets of low and middle-income families. And accordingly, the, the pace of economic recovery will be, will be gradual. Uh, we believe that under the gradual implementation of corrective policies, the expected economic growth for Argentina will be uh, 0.1% in 2016 and 1.9% in 2017. Now, y- if you compare that that number with the one that we had in the uh, with the shock therapy scenario, is, uh, is significantly lower, but still uh, a positive sign of of recovery. And finally, our third scenario is what we call the cold fit scenario, which basically considers uh, the same package of corrective policies proposed in in our gradual adjustment scenario, implemented with the same pace in in a period of two to three years, but with an important difference. Uh, This scenario considers increasing popular dissatisfaction uh, for the policies implemented in the first year of the new government triggering uh, social unrest and uh, a number of demonstrations at the end of 2016 or beginning of 2017, which basically forces the government to reverse course. And as expected, this is uh, the most critical scenario for, for the Argentine economy, as it could lead to a contraction of at least negative 1.5% uh, for 2017, a level from from which it will be really, really difficult for Argentina to recover.
0: Mm, yeah, interesting. So what do you think are the, the top opportunities that are, are revealed in, in these various forecasts that you've put forth that multinationals are, are probably not paying attention to right now?
1: I believe that uh, the, the government plans uh, proposed by, by the three main candidates have a strong focus on on strengthening uh, the business environment uh, for companies interested in investing in the energy and, and mining sectors, which, of course, are two very important sectors for the Argentine economy. And accordingly, we expect that uh, opportunities for companies that provide goods and services to other companies in these sectors uh, will increase, particularly in 2017. And also, the fact that that uh, we expect that the next government will continue sustaining uh counter-cyclical fiscal policy to prevent a sudden fall in consumption during the adjustment period uh, will pave the way for companies in in the B2C segment to get higher returns in 2017 on investments made in 2016.
0: What about on the, the risk side of the equation? Are there any downside elements that companies should be preparing for? Well,
1: all adjustments uh, of the magnitude that we think will happen in Argentina come with a level of risk. Uh, and, and we think that companies need to be mindful of the level of volatility that the period of adjustment, particularly of 2016, will bring to their operating environment and the overall economy. It will not be an, an easy year, and, and there will be many companies that are more risk averse that will decide to basically leave the market, but the companies that decide to stay or invest during the adjustment period, of course, uh, being prepared to to confront any potential contingencies, will be the most successful in, in Argentina's
0: economic recovery period. Ah, that, that makes sense. Well, I'm keeping an eye on the clock here, um, and uh, I want to be mindful of the time. One last question for you. What would you say are the the key actions that you would recommend that multinationals be considering to prepare for the changes that you've outlined uh, in the various scenarios uh, that are likely to occur in Argentina over the next 18 months? As
1: I just said, uh, 2016 will will bring new opportunities, but will also be filled uh, with a lot of uncertainty. And being prepared, making contingency plans, and taking into account potential scenarios like the ones we proposed in, in, in our report will be more than critical for the success of multinationals in in this new Argentina. And uh, I, I invite uh, our clients to, to read our report where basically we, we present... Step by step options to 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 follow and to be prepared for potential contingencies uh, during the adjustment period in these in this new era for the for the
0: Argentine economy. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us here today, Mario. To all of our listeners, if you're interested in learning more about our research and resources on Argentina or any other market in Latin America. I'd like to take a moment to remind you that your FSG account manager can set up a conversation between you and Mario or any other member from our research team at your convenience. Additionally, all FSG content is available online in downloadable PDF and PowerPoint format at portal.frontierstrategygroup.com. This concludes our podcast for today. Until next time, we wish you great outperformance in your emerging markets.